Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to Extra Points. Yes, Cousin Sal here with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek, and heel producer, Jim Cunningham, Babyface, Joel Solomon, Spaghetti Meatballs. We're all here. We're all getting a good laugh in this early morning hour, and boy, no laughing matter in the NBA, Dave. But before we get to the great KD stuff, another one. They're dropping like flies. Kawhi is out now. Game five, possibly the series. They've possibly got greedy. The NBA played too long. I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of people like, come on, it's part of it's part of it. Now, are you one of these guys? It's part of the game. It's like, I don't know. Six no. of the eight teams left have their star either iffy or out every single game. We're limping to the finish line as far as I'm concerned. How do you see it? Literally limping. Um, yeah. In many of the cases of the biggest stars out there. Yes, it's terrible. What are we to do here? Let's just stop it and <laughs> let's take six weeks off and jam it all into the month of August. And we can all spare ourselves the ongoing civil war recreation that is the uh the preseason of the nfl i always say that about in august you know it's just oh, that's a big fun. lie for your eyes i like yeah. that so you have an actual solution to this that that's pretty good everybody take off nobody's uh well i think some of the healthier teams would consider that a disadvantage like the bucks might not be happy with that although they're down three two and i would have said the suns would not be happy with that but now chris paul is in covid protocol uh, I don't know that you Christ saw that. Already. So I now mean, if Utah wraps that up in six, uh, or more unlikely, the Clippers wrap that up in six, that could matter. Um, Chris Paul might not play. Now, if he has COVID, it's one thing, but do we need the protocol? I don't I don't care to sound like Corolla or uh, Clay Travis here, but do we still need the protocol? I, I, I don't know. I, the, the, listen, the asterisk that got, was placed in 2020 on the Lakers title should be fivefold next to this one. I mean, how are we to? I, I get that the result's going to be the result and everything, and whatever. But but this is the this is the lamest title in NBA history. Whoever wins it at this point, this is ridiculous. What's happening? I don't know what you're. I don't know what the, what what the silver's supposed to do about it. But th this no. stinks. I this like your stinks. August solution. Um, yeah, I don't know, Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I think we've seen enough um, full arenas now to know that the super spreader events are a, a thing of the past. So if he has COVID, it's one thing. But if he's in just in protocol just because they can't lose that label, that's another. Um, Bucks Nets was phenomenal last night. I don't know. I, I went back and forth. I had some uh, weird thoughts about, <laughs> about the Nets collapsing and how Houston fans must be rejoicing. And then I look up and they're back in this game. I mean, they were down almost 20 points. At some point. And did you get the sense that I mean, KD to put, say he put this team on his back, he played 48 minutes and Durant and uh, Harden played 46. Is that right, Joel? Was that what it was? And KD I, was just phenomenal. 114, 108 win. KD uh, 16 for 23 from the field, 49 points. And then on the other hand, Harden one for 10 from the field. Five points. It was like a, I was thinking it was like a father who tried to build a deck for three weekends and his son was just hanging on to his ankles the entire time. And we, they won in spite of uh, <clears throat> James Harden. I, I mean, yes, right. Well, but uh, all the praise he's getting for going yes. out there. And, and you said that, that he really owes it to himself, the team, whatever, to get out there and play. And so you were right. And that was the, was a big factor. I would, mm -hmm. I will put that in the show position in a win play show ranking. Two, Kevin Durant's all-time performance. It was wonderful. I feel bad saying it, though, since he said last week that he doesn't go in for all that corny, uh, for all the corny shit about what uh, what we care about ranking performances and otherwise. Right. But sorry, sorry, Kevin Durant. That was one of the great performances of all time. Um, and But number one is the Bucs uh, should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, imagine right. this is a team, and they didn't come out of nowhere. This isn't a one-year blip. This is like a three-year process if you will, for these Bucks, all building to this spot. They should be, I mean, they are the favorite to, to get out of the East at this point, but they should be so prohibitively dominant at this point. And instead, they're struggling against a, a team, a, a flawed team, even when you have the big three out there for the Nets and you don't have the big three out there and they're still struggling and losing more often than they're winning here. 
imagine I, mm. I, I, I you got to feel talk about frauds. The Milwaukee Bucks are fraudulent and their fan base should be mad about it on some level about how crummy this team is. The buck and it, and if it winds up that that's the team that ends up going to the finals, it stinks and exposes exactly what we're talking about. Well, let, that these I, whole was, playoffs stink. I was just looking at that and for championship odds, the Nets are now favored plus 210, Jazz plus 240, Suns 5 to 1, Sixers 6 to 1. I wonder if there's value in the Bucks plus 750 because as bad as they were, as bad as Coach Bud was it, to screw that game up, I really think they win game six and maybe, maybe by a lot. I mean, I wish that's tomorrow night. They're six point favorite, minus 235. I, I feel like that's in the next two weeks, that's the easiest game you're going to find, the minus 235. Hefty, hefty, big there, but. I Do think you like them? Seven. But I mean, we have to wait and see unless I, I missed the announcement this morning. Have they said if Harden's going to be out there? Harden wants to play. Six? He said he wants to play. Reggie Miller had a, a quote in there. He's like, you know, he's like, I'll take all the crap for this, whatever's coming my way. But do you sit Durant and after playing 48 and 46 minutes, do you sit Durant and Harden for game six and take your chances with game seven? And it sounded ridiculous at the time. And then it's like, well, you sit Harden. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference because uh, he was I think he got in the way of the Nets best efforts yesterday. Sitting Durant is another thing. Then you got a. Uh, little better than a coin flip odds for the Nets in game seven. But um, I think the Bucks come out and smoke them either way. Uh, you know, let's say what you will. Durant was great, but he did get to the line a lot. He had 16 free throw attempts. And, I um, know, but then you're also playing it if you're the, from the Nets point of view, is like, if we can just go in there and finish this series off, then we can rest up for the next several days and yeah. get as right as possible. Yeah, I... I it's not like hockey in game seven. It's like, you don't want to get to game seven because then a fluke can happen. There. Right. I think you just say, I, I, I'm kind of with Reggie Miller. If you sit Harden, may as well sit Durant too. But then again, uh, to, back to my previous point, the Bucks are so fraudulent. Who knows? Maybe Kevin Durant's enough to, to sneak past that team. And as we talk about in the postseason, especially home field advantage, home court advantage can quickly become disadvantageous yeah. if things don't go the right way. I don't know that the boo birds are going to come out in Wisconsin for, for their heroes, but it really is kind of like if you're a Bucks fan today, I mean, James Harden, who had a, who, who could barely run is waving off in the clutch. Like I got, I got Giannis. I can handle him. I can handle him 15 feet from the rim. Yeah. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's like in those movies, you ever get really uncomfortable and embarrassed, like watching Superman get, or when, when Bane broke Batman's back in, uh, in dark Knight rises, you feel sad and embarrassed that your hero is being treated like that. There's no I didn't, dignity. But I, I guess I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad to see. It's especially sad because it, it reflects poorly <laughs> on you. They're like, wow, Batman's the hero. And I just, I, the guy I'm rooting for just got exposed by Bane. Right. Same sort of thing with uh, with Giannis. Wait, this is our MVP? This is our tough guy? He he, he clearly is allergic to the ball in the blocks. Mm. In, in, can't make free throws. Can't whip James Harden in a big spot. It's, 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 all, yeah, uh, I, it's all bad. I, I, and by the I, way, I, this is the team that's going to win the title, too, is the Bucs. That's the I don't thing know. Of all. I mean, you get plus seven fifty odds there. That might be interesting, but yeah, in your scenario, Batman is just day to day with a sprained knee every single day. Like the, the, right. the NBA yeah. coverage is now fifteen hours a day. It's not just the three hours you watch at night. You have to really check. I mean, I got excited. Oh, Jazz money line tonight. Let's do it with Kawhi out. I'm like, what the hell? They could announce that you know Conley we know is out, and Mitchell could be out too in an hour. Like, I don't know. You got to pump the brakes on everything. You almost have to bet the game live. Like, you know, you can't even bet before the tip. Like, oh, okay, this is their starting five. This is their starting five. No, you almost have to see, although betting it live would not have worked out last night with the Bucks nets But um, I, I do like the Bucs. Uh, I will say it, it'd be Reggie Miller is not that far off, but you could get a game like game three where 86 points won and KD almost brought him back uh, just by himself to win. So I, I think he has to start. Is but. there... I was thinking about this because to me, my my reaction to all these things is um, unsatisfying as it is for a gambling podcast. But like, how can we counsel anyone, including ourselves, on what to do? And we have no idea who's going to be out there. But is there some advantage to situations like this, Sal? Like, is there mm. like, oh, and you don't know what's going to be. Is there some bet the under kind of bet? I mean, I think the, the under you, you catch the under by a point last night. 
mm-hmm. um, I believe, if if I'm not yep. mistaken there. I think that's right. Uh, which seemed like, it did seem like a great bet last night, and they barely hold on to that. Is there some overarching sort of like, when things like this and things are up in the air, this is the savvy play to make? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm looking at the sports books and FanDuel had player props up and now they have some down. Like you really do have to check every hour. I will say it does seem like injuries or not more than one team getting hot. One team does seem to come up out slow. Right. And that you have to make a, a as you mentioned, you have to make a huge comeback to get to that over number um, in, in general. In general, I don't have it in, uh, in front of me, but I think like the first half unders have done well in the last week week and a half but, interesting um, yeah i don't know i i, I want to take a look but again you you just really have to check like uh i don't know you need like a sports page or you need to be checking like a currency in, in china like it really every 20 minutes there's a different there's like the, the nfl doesn't have this many injuries is it because they played like eight out of the last 10 months and they're not ready and they've not just eight out of the 10 months like you know when they start restarted in august they had they were high quality games. There were only eight games left, and then the playoffs. When they restarted in December, uh, you know it was a shortened season, and now right into the playoffs. So it's not a normal eight out of ten, seven out of ten months. This is too no, too my, much. My, my yes, I know a lot of people are, are are pointing at that now that they jammed too many games in. But the pushback on that is this was a standard uh, sort of schedule in the regular season and postseason in the 80s. I mean, teams played yeah, back-to-back right. games, played three nights in a row. What are we talking about? The, I, I I don't get that. I just think the same it's a different pitchers. game, like, did everybody- In the 80s, they didn't. If you logged, like, how many miles these players are putting on in game, like actual miles going back and forth, the 80s games don't compare to the high-level intensity and, and throw in there that these were mostly playoff games and end of the season or, or you know, more important games. I mean, Ka- Kawhi's weird, about to pull though, like, a, the ultimate load management on us right here, but um, it, it, it is <laughs> sad. True. Yeah. But what about, but it's, but it is sort of like, I'm always fascinated by all the guys who get, you know, almost, it feels almost literally like if your baseball team drafts pitchers, then about half the guys in the minors are going to get Tommy John surgery before they make it to the bigs or mm-hmm. early on in their big league career. Was that, was did guys just have the same arm injuries 50 years ago and they just were undiagnosed or was there, there was no fix to it. The injuries are so much more now than they were 50 years ago. It feels like, but this is the all time. I don't know what else to say about it, except this is just uh, the, the weirdest year reminder basketball. I know people, Carl Malone and otherwise might disagree. It's not properly a contact sport. This is inexplicable. The level right. of injuries we're seeing. Here. I, t- I don't want to uh, switch sports on us here, but I was talking to Dontrell Willis. Great lefty. Oh man. How much oh, fun is he drop. to watch? Yes. There you go. But, but he was saying, and we were talking, I, I brought up Mike Marshall stats. Mike Marshall died. He was a relief pitcher. Um, and he logged like 218 innings as a reliever. He had like a hundred, I was looking at his stats. He had 100 appearances one year in his Cy Young year as a reliever. I was like, God, 218. That would have led today. That would have led the league in innings pitch. I was like, what it goes on? He's like, they were just built different back then. They really were. He's like, <laughs> it even doesn't for, make any sense. Well, I know. He's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, I had seven complete games one year and my I still feel it in my arm. He's like, and that's not just, he's like, you know, that that's not just on the field. He's like, as a broadcaster, they're like, oh, you're going to have to do an extra day in uh, in August. I'm like, oh, man, come on. It's like, we can't even handle that kind of schedule. He was very funny about it. We should definitely have him on. He's good. But Denny McCl- yeah. I mean, Danny McClain threw three complete games in the 68 World Series. By the oh, way, I did, I did I yeah. did look that up to confirm Bob Gibson in 68. 120, 112? Is that what it was? It was 112, and because we're talking about uh, yeah. your boy DeGrom at, currently at, uh, at .56. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm excited for this. But it also, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I do want to point out that it's relative to the rest of the league. So what DeGrom's doing is phenomenal, but there are guys within a run um, for what that matters. Other uh, starting pitchers are within a run of his ERA. The best season ever, if you need a reminder, is Pedro Martinez yeah, in, in the year 2000 because he was more than two runs better than the second place in ERA. The great Roger Clemens, juiced up as he was, um, and Pedro was still two runs better than him in terms of ERA. The other one, uh, 1994, Greg Maddox, was better than a run 
uh, mm-hmm. when that was 94 when everybody was hitting home runs before the season got shut down. Um, those yeah, are, Maddox those are was two. phenomenal. I remember Maddox but being anyway. like, mi- minus 470 against the Marlins. It would be a, you know, <laughs> be but wait, 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 So we're to believe Bob Gibson, Denny McLean, and the rest were just like that air. Like, they were tougher. They were built differently. That makes no sense. I don't it goes know. against Darwin. We don't regress as a species. We get stronger. So there's no sense to Listen, this. Listen, it's stupid for me and you to say, but when Dontrell Willis says it, like, what what the hell? Like, the actual pitchers are saying it. And they, now they're built different than when he pitched, too. Like, so it's 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 weird. Uh, you could go on and on uh, with this stuff. But, Spider glue. Uh, you know, Pedro, that was the worst season, I think, for a pitcher because that was the year we met Hench. And um, so... <laughs> <laughs> we never ever heard that. We're still hearing it. This is now 21 years. We're hearing. Why about do you that have to bring up bad memories? Sal? It Come was on. 2000, right? I think that's here. Uh, Sixers minus seven it was six and a half last night. Now seven and 224 against the Hawks. You know, same thing. Embiid, you can score 45, or is he going to be like uh, doing snow angels on the on the hardwood? I don't I'll know. I'll tell you, this uh, that's a fishy line to me, Sal. Why are the Sixers given even six and a half? The seven seemed. Well, you know, Trey Young isn't doing that great either. He has a shoulder injury. He's probable, but get get ready. That'll be the next one. You know, not let's focus on his shoulder, not his hair, maybe, because Trey Young is now, uh, you know, iffy for game five, although it looks like he'll play. But yeah, we'll get to that. And we said Utah was three going into uh, the game home against the Clippers. And now it's moved to seven without Kawhi. The over-under is two twenty-one and a half. Uh, lots of fun. Let's get to our picks. We might as well, right? Because mine. I mean, not lots of, of fun, but let's make them anyway. It's a yeah, war of right. attrition, Sal. Oh, we should go God. to the state. We, like I said about the Pirates and and their uh, promotional thing that I suggested that you get uh, one lucky ticket holder gets to play the hot corner for yes. a half inning. I think if you go to Staples Center tonight, there's a decent chance you might get called into the game by one of the two. Oh, that's games. true. That's fun. Well, Staples right, Center. Ahead. No, but you won't. You won't. You'll. You'll be uh, alone in an, an arena. Oh right, you go to Staples Center <laughs> Salt tonight. Lake City. Let's yeah. go there yeah. instead. Right. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic over seventeen and a half points at eighteen the other night. This is minus one hundred four. He had eighteen in game one. Had a twenty-nine point game against Memphis uh, earlier, and he has at least two threes in five of the last six games. I think he'll have an increased role and be asked to do more. Bojan over seventeen and a half. Yes. Jazz light up the clips and there'll be a game six. That'll be it. It's going to be a fun weekend, by the way. We, we could get could get a bunch of game sevens in the U.S. Open. What more than that? And and uh, our kids pretending to like us on Father's Day. Well, really, it's it's the ideal weekend, right? Yeah, I suppose so. And yeah, we feel better because these uh, these superheroes mm-hmm. um, playing NBA basketball can't play. Like by comparison, we look pretty good, you know. Right. To, to these uh, alleged uh, superhumans. That's true. I'm going to go with, I like uh, I like your pick there, Sal. I'm going to go with three things that keep happening. Tobias Harris and be healthy or not consistently in these uh, playoffs is going 20 plus. Save, I think, one game when he had 19. He's consistently gone 20 or more here in, uh, in, in uh, both series. So I'm going to go with Tobias. Here we go. Same game parlay, Sal. Mm. Tobias Harris, 20 plus. Ben Simmons, another thing that he's well over averaging this against the Hawks, um, six plus assists and the Sixers now minus six and a half. I find that fishy. I wow. thought the line would be about two and a half, three. I, this, uh, it would be a wild. Uh, I, I, I'm stunned that the number is so high, but I'm going to stick with it here. Last I looked, you can get that. Uh, that three-way same-game parlay at plus two forty-one. I think it's probably a little bit uh, a little bit sweeter at this point in the All last right. forty-five minutes since the line's moving there. But either way, Tobias Harris, Harris twenty-plus points, right. Simmons six-plus assists, Sixers minus six and a half. You think you get almost uh, plus two fifty, plus two forty in that range? Yes, for uh, that. All right, that's a fun one. That's good. It's fun. Let's say right. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm off the Schneid. We had Jeff Schwartz on, by I the way, that. on minus three. And now yes. he's officially, he's unattractive enough that I think he he fits the bill. He is officially Damashek slump buster. Cold, he's your guy? Yeah. Cold as a mother, but I cut him up. I took my, uh, my lightsaber out uh, on the edge of night in frigid mm-hmm. temps, as cold as I've ever been. And I took my lightsaber and I sliced him open like a tauntaun. Right. And I, and I slept inside of him and out I, I came born anew. And, uh, you know, now Damashek's officially on a roll. He told you about the lightning over the Islanders. So it is now. I told you, <laughs> I, I told you that KD 
was going to have a big game and a Nets victory. So it was. Here we yeah. go. Get on board. The cold snap is over. Summer's right. here, everybody. No more Fade Dave. We don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, you didn't Mark Grace used to talk about, I don't even know if we could discuss this anymore, to get out of a slump, he would try to Yes, um, that's what a slump sleep was. With like a, yes, <laughs> a, a, a heavy set. I don't know. I, I feel that like was I the to, whole point this. of my star. I got it. I, th I thought I would spell it out a little more. But yeah, he's so... Uh, so um yeah so he's your Jeff is your heavy set woman yeah I, I yeah I well but okay. I I went against the uh you know the more you. salacious angle and went nerd with I the Star you. Wars good see, I combined the two whatever works uh LeBron changing his number back to six <laughs> this is great the number he wears in Space Jam a new legacy and he says it's out of respect to Michael Jordan. So he's getting rid of the, what, what is it? He didn't respect Jordan before the other day, or he just wants to make news or it's Taco Tuesday. He got excited. He had to say something. I don't know. I'm not sure if I buy this, but just say you want to sell more jerseys, right? <laughs> Come on. LeBron. It's so sad. It's just so sad that I've for pretty much my entire life. Speaking of nerds, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I've, I, I've, I've coveted the day where players would start to do cool stuff with their numbers and everything. And now in pro football, players are wearing cooler numbers than they than they ever have and, and all this. And now it all stinks. It's just a big marketing gimmick. And yeah. dare I say, Kobe is the one who started it. And I thought that it was... Uh, it was a bad idea then. I think it's even worse now. Fah is what I say. Right. A lot of people are boycotting this movie. Um, I don't know. <laughs> are they? They're, I don't they know. refuse to see it. I heard Jessica Rabbit's making an appearance. I, I'm all in. Uh, hey, the NBA playoffs are here. You'll be in hoops heaven betting all the action. FanDuel Sportsbook. So many exciting matchups. FanDuel's taking that excitement to another level because new and existing users, all customers, can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, you can bet one same-game parlay risk-free. Take Dave's. Take it. Harris, 20 points, plus Simmons, six-plus assists, and the Sixers, minus six-and-a-half. Do that. He's, uh, he's busted that slump. Combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you get up to $10 back. It's a perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. Or new users, listen up, new users now. You can get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up with promo code extra points to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free. That's code extra points exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I brought up the golf, U.S. Open. That's fun. Boy, action-packed weekend. And my seven-year-old has a tournament, a baseball tournament. So oh, I'm getting no. in the way of everything. I know it is. Um, Bryson DeChambeau. That, I mean, that's the best thing about golf, right? The clip with DeChambeau and Kepka and Kepka rolling his eyes. He obviously hates DeChambeau. And DeChambeau seems to be like, whoa, 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 what did I do? And the USGA tried, wisely, asked if DeChambeau would be okay being paired with Kepka, And he said no. I mean, this is uh, the sport doesn't need saving, but this would be great, right? Isn't this is, isn't this the is sports response on. that aren't isn't the uh, the front office of the sports response to Deshambeau's response? Uh, who cares what you think? Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's the other the, thing. Oh, look what got picked out of the, the, we picked out of a hat. I'm sorry, we let uh, lottery balls decide. You are actually paired with Brooks Kepka. What can we he picked do? it out of your dumb hat? Your, yeah, right. <laughs> your, your dumb hipster hat that you wear. Anyway, I mean, that's a red flag right there. This uh, He doesn't wear the proper painter boy uh, or uh, paper boy 20s hat. Uh, uh, extra, extra. He's not that hat. It's no. I don't even know what you call that hat. Eddie Spaghetti is our resident. Hipster. I think what it's like, uh, is well, isn't that? Thing? That's like an Uncle Junior hat, right? A little bit? Yes, like, uh, right. Yeah. Right? Isn't that more like my grand, As a matter of fact, my mother's father used to wear one of those. Yeah, there you and, go. And, he's, and, and, and he was very old when he was wearing it. And right. Uh, hey, right. Why DeChambeau wears it? I have no idea. And by the way, I'm not going to say his name properly. Uh, DeChambeau De saying no. DeChambeau. Who, do, who does he think he is? DeChambeau saying no. That's, yeah. And by the way, I don't care if you're ready for it. I'm giving it to you now. DeChambeau, French for Damashek's off the schneid and ready to roll. DeChambeau misses the cut. He's not oh. going to see the we weekend. DeChambeau. Screw, this is what you deserve to be headed home by Friday night, plus 240. Get on board. It's Pretty right good. To make. Pretty good. You know, by the way, this is in San Diego. I feel like we should go for a day. But there's just so much going on right there in Torrey Pines. But um, I went against Phil. This is not my pick for today, but on against the odds, I went against Phil 
to make the cut. I don't know why I do this. This is in his backyard too, but he's also made fun of this course. He's missed four of his last seven cuts, uh, or, or uh, he's made, missed the cut four of the last seven, but he's also talked about the tee box. They redesigned it after his win in 2000. I think he takes it personally, and he's not done well on the course since. So again, 50-year-old, lefty, gambling addiction. I don't know what, what I have against Phil, but plus 120 to not make the cut. But I'm going Xander Shoffley, top 10, plus 170. Also, San Diego native. You know, he's going to get all the foul calls. No, is that how it works in golf? No. But uh, four starts, four top 10s with three top fives and nothing worse than sixth in the U.S. Open. I think it's his time. You'll see him on Sunday in the top three. Top 10 is good enough at plus 170. Oh, I like that. That feels Father's nice day. and safe. I I, yeah. I I do think that's good. And I do actually believe that uh, DeChambeau, is um it, uh, this this has to be a distraction at least mm-hmm. i mean he's gonna he doesn't seem like the most resilient fella in history he doesn't like if people are saying or doing certain things in the at the tee box right. so i can't imagine like why did you say no to this matchup is going to provide him a uh a clear mind on thursday and and friday of um of the tournament but also regarding tits mickelson i i to shift to another sport here Mickelson and DeChambeau and Brady and Rogers. I hope that Gutenkunst and company were watching this and Mark Murphy and everybody else. Cause that, that is the ghost of football season future. If you don't get rid of Aaron Rodgers or Jordan love, which is the right move. I've now settled on that. Sal, why they don't just say like, okay, we're going to trade Jordan love and that'll be that. And everybody would be happy. They are mm. going to do that out of some, sense of pride no he said he doesn't care if jordan loves on the team it's the management he he has okay but that would that would resolve things and allow those I guys guess. to feel like uh like they've redeemed themselves to rogers and to the fan base but if you watched any of that all it was was rogers making snarky little cracks and, and talking to brady about everything else that's the whole season packers that's the whole season is rogers doing that going on people's shows making yeah. cracks about the team, about the management, and what might have been. You better get him off your roster. Yeah, but the fans will or hate him. Jordan the Love. fans will hate him. They'll they'll hate Rodgers. I'm telling you, they will. It's going to backfire. Not if, Jor- not if Jordan Love is, isn't good. They aren't going to hate him. They're going to hate the, 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 I don't um, know. the front office that pushed Aaron Rodgers out in favor of a guy who doesn't mm-hmm. look good. That's, I mean, trade Jordan Love. Everything goes away. And by the way, it's enough on this subject. So let, So do it for us. So just... Trade yeah, Jordan Love to Denver. Uh, give him Jerry Judy. Uh, that would be perfect. Everybody would be over the moon in Green Bay and in Denver. End of story. Jordan Love. What does night. Denver want with Jordan Love? They would. What, lock, mean, what lock, do they want with Lock him? is better and uh, Bridgewater is better. Like why? Why? What makes that interest? So I guess they just. Well, we haven't seen Jordan Love, but we know Drew Locke is a, a would appear to have uh, a ceiling on how good he's going to be in pro football, and so does Teddy Bridgewater. And if you're in the AFC West. You yeah. have to be built to shoot it out with now the Chiefs and the Chargers. This idea that like, right. hey, Teddy B, our pal Mina Kimes is advocating now. Like, hey, it's not sexy with Teddy B, but he can win games for you. Not in that division, he can't. You ain't yeah, going to no. shoot it out with the Chiefs and and Chargers with Teddy B. Got to get some, got to go out and, and I shoot just, for just the moon. resolve it already. I just, honestly, on Fox Bet Live, every day we go over, will this team make the playoffs? Will the Dolphins make the playoffs? Like, uh, two through five intercepts, like, uh, it doesn't matter. We have to know if Rodgers is going to make, is going to be on Denver, right? That's the seventh spot or the sixth spot or the first spot, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, how much can we analyze this without that information? I don't know. And we don't have to analyze it now, but I will just say on minus three, our pal Jeff Schwartz, Jeff mm-hmm. with a G, nobody and an O. Wait, who put an O in the word in, in the name Jeff? Mm. His parents, I guess. Uh, but anyhow, he he didn't have to wait to hear about where Aaron Rodgers is if he's going to be in Denver. He stuck his neck out and he declared in our ongoing game, our offseason game, no playoffs for you. Trying to identify the teams that are definitely not going to go to the playoffs right. in the NFL. He chose the Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw that. I saw that. Outrageous. Just, just to get Outrageous. your goat. I don't know how you want to uh, use the term goat, but yeah. He I know. Well, he, he put, the, he put his choices. name on it, so he's the one who's going to be embarrassed. But I mean, of the, all the, the sad, choose, the sad part the is one. the sad part is you agree, but you couldn't agree. So 
But listen, en- enough, enough golf. All right, talk. go ahead. This go is ahead. too much golf. Too much golf for everybody. <laughs> uh, Father's Day is coming up. Let's think uh, best father-son combination in sports, win, play, show. I know this is your thing, Dave. I was going to put odds on a different, uh, a bunch of different options, but let's win, play, show it. Let's, uh, let's go show. How do you want to do this? You go show first. You go. I will. Uh, I'll start with. I mean, the Swedish shooter that I've ever seen Mm -hmm. at least until maybe six, eight years ago was a guy down with the Charlotte Hornets. He was, he was long. He was, he he was odd to look at because he was so tall. He was like six, eight, six, nine, but as smooth a stroke as you'd ever see this side of Calbert Chaney, his name was Del Curry and he spawned the greatest shooter of all time. Steph Curry, Mm. by the way, there's Seth Curry too. That's sure. my, uh, that's in my show spot. How say you? Seth is still, uh, still around in the playoffs. Steph I heard about not. that. Yes. All right. I'll uh, continue in my, uh, my show bet with the, uh, with the Charlotte, uh, you're going to like this, uh, Jim with the Charlotte theme, Charlotte flair <laughs> and Ric flair between them. I think, and now that's not a father, son, I'm going to mention that's a father, daughter, but let's not be sexist here. They count. That's a show. Rick and Charlotte flair. What is that? 26 titles between them, Jim. I don't know. I should have asked you ahead of time. My God, they've taken the uh, wrestling scene by storm. Rick, definitely on Mount Rushmore and Charlotte in the women's division. She's making a way up there, too. She might already be there. Top four. Jim Cunningham, jump in there. Charlotte Flair, top four women wrestlers. Yeah, I think she's number one all time. Is she number one all time? I, I, it depends how you want to go with like Fabulous Moolah and all the money. She's Rick way better than Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, There's a moonsault off the top up to the outside. It's the craziest That's thing. That's true. I, she's unbelievable. My wife, we went to a match a couple of years ago and she's, yeah, she's like, like flying out of the ring off the top rope, almost into the third row. Like, what the hell is that? All right, Shaq, place. Do it. I'm going to go here with, because I just, it was, it almost impossible that it could all break this way. It was one thing for Ken Griffey senior mm. to share the outfield with his, with his, uh, rising star of a son named Ken Griffey jr. They went mm. into the outfield in Seattle, uh, one ball game and in the same game, they hit home runs. What are, what are the chances of that happening for that deed alone? And the fact that, Ken Griffey Sr. was a great ball player, but this is the way life is supposed to go, that your that your sons are and your kids are supposed to be a little bit better than you, right? And Ken mm. Griffey Jr. was, I guess, maybe a little bit more than a little better than his old man. Either way, Jr. and Sr. Griffey, number two all time in my book. Interesting. All right. I, in my place, see, this is weird. We're keeping in the same thing. We don't even realize it here. Uh, I don't even think you have the right Kens here. I think the right Kens are my friend Ken Kestenbaum and his father. No. Well, you figure it's which Ken I'm talking about. If I would blur your eyes and figure this out, this father-son Ken collection here, one of them broke Muhammad Ali's jaw. The other won three uh... Super Bowls in three consecutive seasons, was elected to three Pro Bowls, during the same time, Norton Jr. and Norton Sr. And a beautiful homage, too, always to his old man. When Ken Norton Jr. would get into the end zone, he would uh, celebrate by by working the, the goalpost. Oh, like yeah, a, right. Like it was the heavy bag. That was that a was cool fun. tribute to his old man. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Good call on that Love one. Love Jr. Love that uh, Cowboys team, obviously. All right, Dave, who wins? Now, the opposite effect of what I was describing there. We could have a debate about who was better, Brett or Bobby Hall. Those Mm. are the two great goal scorers. Bobby has one of the all-time, one of the all-time worst hats that counts as hair on top of his head. I don't know if you've ever seen that rug, but it's it's horrible. And you know, Bobby Hall. Oh my God. It's a, it's the best his, I mean, Marv Albert should, would, uh, would do jokes about how bad Bobby Hall should Bryce and DeChambeau or uncle junior send them their hat or something. It's so bad that Bobby Hall would be better off wearing the DeChambeau <laughs> hat. The, uh, the opposite. It's so bad. Is, it's so bad. He's playing point guard for the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Also Ken Winslow senior, you know, until probably Gronk makes the seat. What's that? Kellen Winslow. Ken? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ken Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Kellen Winslow. Uh, probably until Gronk makes the scene, the greatest tight end of sure. all time. And then his son gets drafted as a tight end. Yeah. Um, and that didn't work uh, posi- out. Great. 
position of need for the Cleveland Browns, who was mm-hmm. sitting on the board for them there in 2004. They needed a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, Ohio's favorite son <laughs> at the time, was sitting on the board. But no, they needed to fill the tight end spot. And that was that was a more urgent need. So they took Ken Winslow Jr. <laughs> Again, Ken. It worked out, though. Yeah, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Kellen Winslow Jr. Uh, oh, all right. Jesus Christ. So what's your win? Is it the Hulls? It's a, uh, it, it, I mean, listen, I'm going to I'm going to play Homer here I, because uh, I, I, I enjoy the two brothers a great deal. Dale um, Barra and Yogi Berra. Is that what you're going to say? Thank OK, you. Um, boy, that. Yeah. Yo, see, I always wonder about that dynamic. <laughs> Was Yogi like, hey, it's cool that, you know, I had a Hall of Fame career and, um, you know, my, my boy made it to the bigs, too. Uh, does he feel that did Yogi feel shame by the time Dale's career was over? Or is he proud? Like, what? How do you know. think you would feel if one of your sons made it to the bigs? Would you be like, "Boy, you didn't really live up to to the great uh, legacy yeah. that I developed there"? Or is it, uh, you know, or do you feel pride, like never as good as the old man? Would do? Do you think yeah. you're the sort? I think you're the sort. You're a nice guy, but I don't think you would do it to your. Uh, you're a mixer, but I don't think you would do it to your own sons. Would you talk s to your sons? Well, I think you uh, you always want worse for your kids, right? Isn't that how? Oh, you do. Oh, you want worse. I, I okay. think that's what it is. Yeah. Good yeah, news yeah. for Kellen yeah. Winslow Senior. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't heard him publicly, at least, doing any bits about how he had a better tight end career <laughs> than his son. Um, I'm going to go though with Chris and Kyle uh, oh. Long and and their uh, Hall of Fame da- dad there, Howie. Because um, it's it, I like the fact they're they're all swell fellas. I don't know Howie, but by all accounts, he's a he's a dynamite guy too. I think you know Howie a little bit. Good right? guy, yeah. I like Howie a lot. Always very nice to me. Always very nice to you. Except that when we were at the Super Bowl um, in the Superdome mm. at the start of the Patriots uh, dynasty, there when uh, when the upstart Tom Brady in his sophomore year vanquished the St. Louis Rams mm-hmm. in the pregame. We were down there in New Orleans with your friend Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. and he had to make one last pick before he left Fox NFL pregame to go off into late night stardom. Yes. And his last pick was to take the Patriots. Um, but more importantly, in the 72 or so hours before he did that pregame on the field appearance with the Fox guys, he was a little bit nervous because the word on the street was like, you better keep Jimmy Kimmel away from me or else I'm going to slug him, but good. Now I've asked both Chris and Kyle about this. They have no recollection of this. They don't know. They don't know anything about it, but, um, but either way, how he got his when Christian Slater in broken arrow, they had a fight on a train on a moving train car and Christian Slater swung down from the roof and kicked Howie off of the moving train, killing him. And this has brought the entire long family back down to earth. And um, what the point of that story is, I don't know, but Howie, Chris, Kyle, tip of the hat to you. I like it. That's a tough one to beat. Yeah. Jimmy and, uh, and Howie, most of it was good nature, but so they would, they would mix it up. Back in the day, they've had uh, a few dinners since. They're very, they're on very. Oh, good they terms. have. Oh yeah, and he's always yeah. like I said, nice to me. Look, I always I always have to unravel. I have to get Jimmy out of these messes. Jimmy and Howie Long, Jimmy and Sean Hannity. I'm always the peacemaker. So what what are you gonna do? <laughs> but um, Howie and the Longs are a good pick, Dave. Though there's only one winner, and that's Man of War and War Admiral, father and son combination, right there. I don't know wow. how it works where that's. One's last name is War and the other's first name is War. It works differently with horses, though. Man of War, considered to be maybe the greatest thoroughbred of all time, went 20 and 1 in the racing career. And the one time, this is why this is important to this podcast and this podcast network, the one time he lost, it may have inspired and created the term upset. This is in the 30s. So they think that that's the first time the term upset was used for a horse, Man of War, losing, and then War Admiral. 121 total races, including a completion of the Triple Crown in 1937. So find me a better father-son combination. Wait, right didn't there. Secretariat also spawn a, a Triple Crown, not a, a, a Triple Crown race winner? I, think I don't know. That might be true now that I think about it. We don't see enough of, well, maybe we're still waiting, but like Agassiz and Graf reproduced mm-hmm. together. Right. How couldn't that like I've advocated before that when Sidney Crosby lived under the roof of Mario Lemieux that shame the devil I'm not trying to be inappropriate but oh, come when, on. at the appropriate age um Sidney Crosby and Lemieux's daughter should should make hay 
to produce the greatest uh, hockey mm-hmm. player in history. How could it? How could it fail right. to be anything otherwise, boy or girl? Um, now, when so, you say horses are to make hay, that's a different thing, or you're, that's you're that's not the same. Okay. Especially if you if somebody if a nefarious sort peed in that hay, that's gotcha. a real can of worms. Right, Joel, um, jump in here. What happened with Secretariat? I mean, Secretariat was definitely a very, uh, you know, uh, per, uh, what's the Prolif- word? Prolific, prolific, prolific. Lover. Uh, Good start, vigorous, Joe. vigorous, yeah. uh, vigorous lover like Dave. Yeah. He sired uh, 663 foils, including 341 winners. Uh, that's like Antonio Cromartie level uh, fatherhood. <laughs> um, but you're also forgetting, I mean, Pete Rose and Pete Rose Jr., the greatest hitter ever. His son got two hits. Two goddamn hits. I like that. I, I, like I don't that. even understand it. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Like at Thanksgiving, <laughs> does Pete Rose lord that over the boy? Is he is it or is it something that's so uncomfortable that they can't even bring don't ever bring up Junior's alleged major league career? That was a yeah. humiliation to me, the father. They're like they're like combined. We have four thousand two hundred and fifty-eight career hits. How many yeah. how many did you oh two? <laughs> two goddamn hits. I have a feeling that uh Pete Jr. knew what he was in store for. I, I don't think uh, I don't think the worst of it was when he retired, but um, yeah, well, the brothers Henry and Tommy Aaron, I, I right. almost think it's the same thing. It might be two homers versus seven fifty. That's 755. the bigger stretch. Is that it? Yeah, right. Right there. I mean, it, it really legitimately. Imagine how bad it would stink. I've I, I've cracked wise about it. And I know Cooper Manning had the mm-hmm. neck injury and everything, but really, you must feel cursed on some level that you're you have two brothers. You have right. two total brothers on the uh, on the planet Earth, mm-hmm. and they go within 366 days of one another. They don't just play NFL football. They're the Super Bowl MVP right. in, two, in two consecutive years. What a what a thing! But what if you're Ozzy Canseco? It's must. I mean, really, the self esteem issues that Ozzy mm. Canseco is walking around with right now are have got to be gargantuan, right? Imagine like, I think I'd rather what, what be the hell? Why is he so much better than I am? It must I think stink. I would. I don't know. Is it better? Not a better boxer is a celebrity boxer. That's, that's his um, profession of choice. Oh, yeah. What right about now? Giannis's brother? Here's here's the ultimate indictment of Giannis's brother. Oh yeah. We can open up the mics right now and no one can say his brother's name. Uh, well, his, his, I can barely say his last name. Ante de Campo. The first name is uh, um, uh, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> You're getting closer on that. Also for Dave, I'm curious what Dave thinks. How is Dave Shula such a was a horrible coach? Your uh, dad's Don Shula. True. Don must be so embarrassed by this. I was going to say the Phillips, but Wade and Bum is a fun one. I know you have uh, you have history with that. Oh, that, that's, that's a good one. Uh, Dang it. Yeah, that's a good one, Sal. Very yeah. nice. Oh, wait, the Belichicks. How about Bill and Steve? Right. Um, yeah, right, Wade. Right. Yeah, that's a great call. Wade uh, picking up and, in fact, getting to work with the old man. I mean, he was, you know, he was a, a defensive great. assistant with Bum Phillips and the mm-hmm. Houston Oilers. That's uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Um, Buddy and Jim Beheim. There's a lot. Bruno, a lot. Bruno Sammartino, Pittsburgh sports legend, of course. He had... Um, what was it, Dino? Was no, that Bruno was David. David Bruno Sammartino was his son. David, David Bruno Sammartino. Sam yeah, and he had the he had the power slam. Yeah, right. Pittsburgh native. There you go. Yeah, he never really did anything either. Oh, Jim, you have something good, right? Another uh, coaching. Oh, Rex Ryan, buddy yeah. Ryan. Yeah, the Ryans are good too. There's a lot. There's a lot. Ah, this nepotism thing. I hate it. I also, really hate on the, it. I, I'm not sure <laughs> of what they uh, of of how the family tree looked there, but um. Um, Uncle Elmer was no. How did wasn't. it go there? B- Hillbilly Jim. He wasn't though. <laughs> he wasn't what? What? Well, he was he at best. What? At best, he was an uncle. I think right. He was an uncle. What are you talking? What are you trying to say to me? No, there, there was, was a whole family. One. Wasn't wasn't there a whole family of them? There were just the two. There was another Uncle Elmer, one, like by the Bubba way, or something. I, yeah, I think Uncle Elmer can uh, still to this day still holds the I, I could be wrong holds the record for shortest match in WWE history in WrestleMania three he pinned his foe in four seconds he did something yeah. while remarkable especially because Enko Elmer was uh was at pretty advanced age and um <laughs> and, and was a man of a certain carriage that didn't allow for him to make he could his barely way across the square yeah. circle right mm-hmm. but he somehow collapsed 
Anders foe and, and finished him inside of four seconds. Yeah. The suspenders though, or alone were intimidating. Get us that, uh, Jim. Is that still a hold, uh, if you can, as the as the record for quickest pin? I remember it was at WrestleMania one, and I was there. King Kong Bundy against SD Jones, and they claimed it was nine seconds, and it was really like forty seconds. But whatever, they they that was the big thing. They had to set the record. WrestleMania three, the greatest. Uh, I mean, that I've seen the greatest collection of matches ever. I mean, the 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 penultimate bout that night was, of course, Macho Man mm -hmm. v. Uh, Steamboat. And yeah. it was just, uh, you know, the the single greatest match I've ever seen. Good stuff. And they were father and son. No, they weren't. I don't know. Um, uh, NHL, let's hit it real quick. Uh, you like this. You want Vegas to beat Montreal four to one every game, right? Five to one in that range. They're minus 260 tonight over the Habs. Over under is five and a half. You would like this uh, Canadian division to get out of the way. Not that you're that excited about the Knights, but. Um, that's uh, what's on tap for game two. And I don't uh, love, I, I, I just, I can't get behind. I'm a, it's one of my more curmudgeonly positions. I know your Metropolitans won it in 69, what, seven years, seven after years. Yep. They got into the league. I hated it in, I think it was 90 Marlins did it in less six, right? or yeah, or, that was terrible. 96, 97, whenever that was when 97, yep. the Panthers and Jags were both in their second oh. seasons in the NFL and played in their respective conference championship games. Right. That sucks. Yeah. You got to go through it. I'm sorry. I curmudgeon or not. That's a rule. You cannot got, I, I I don't like that people just. All right, but you don't like, like the Canadians no, either, and they've been around no, for 350 years. No, I years. don't like them either. You're goddamn right, I don't. I'm not happy with any of what I'm seeing anymore here. It should, it could have been the all-time uh, tournament, and instead we have this garbage. But the good news is the Lightning are one, uh, are one quarter of the way home to Damashek's <laughs> bold prediction. They're going to win four straight against these Islanders. I said it, Daddy Spaghetti. On minus three, it's coming to pass. I think that Vegas showed Tampa. They brought everything. They made everything right all of a sudden with their dominating mm -hmm. game one performance. Like, what are we doing here? We, we the, the Habs and the Islanders, fat and double fat. Let's at least get a good uh, final out of this. It's Vegas. It's Tampa. Yeah. It'll be a fun, nice shoot out there. Not exactly two great hockey towns, but either way, hey, rooting for Vegas. They've been in the league for three minutes. This is a, this is Fine. exciting. You got to go to a game though. It's very exciting there. All these arenas are good. Islanders Vegas will be a fun finals. Hey, uh, spaghetti meatballs, jump in if you can. Uh, I was on against the odds yesterday. What what score did I predict for Isles Lightning? Oh, four two. Yes, four two. That was close enough, right? Yeah, Four good. two. I had the over five and a half. I had the over on uh, Fox Bet Live over two and a half goals for Tampa Bay, and it makes sense that they win game two. But no, I'm happy for you. Good for you riding my riding my coattails. Dan yeah. Sal gets it. <laughs> Sal gets it. Dambish X heating up. Get nah, on board, everybody. They're not winning four Trains straight. leaving the station. Woo! Woo! They might even lose game three of the Isles, but they'll get out of there. They'll get out of there two two, I think at least. But fun yeah. hockey. That's you, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. The nights are tonight. And that's it for us. Oh, I have uh, I'm going to skip this email. Just go to good point, bad point. The, yeah, I have a good email, but we could wait until next week. Good point, bad point. Joel Solomon, the last hour, what was the best point you heard on Extra Points? Uh, my good point today goes to Dave uh, comparing when Batman broke his back, when Bane broke his back. That is what Milwaukee fans have to deal with. If Giannis doesn't get up out of the cave and win this series, it, it's it, it's like your superhero breaking. Mm. Oh, what what happened? He he didn't save the day. Oh no, he he injured his back. Uh, you guys will maybe he next should. year. Maybe the Bucks should. Yeah, that should be the music that they pump in there. Is that Batman song to try and inspire him to rise? But in the meantime, mm. for giving me the best point. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> The Damashek Eaters just getting going, everybody. <laughs> Leaving the station. All right. Audible. Very exciting. He's won one night out of the last two weeks. It's very good. Uh, <laughs> two weeks. Thank you. More? Was it more? Oh, oh yes. Oh, <laughs> much past worse. June? Much uh, worse. All right. Worst point, Jim Cunningham. There weren't really any bad points. Oh, I'm listen to you Positive now. person now. <laughs> Life is beautiful. <laughs> 
What a freaking liar. It's not that's just my, that's the worst just, point that Jim can't come up with a bad point. Is the no, I was gonna worst say point. though, uh you made the joke about Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat being father and son, but uh yeah. Macho Man is the son of WWF Hall of Famer Angelo Pofo, and his brother was uh Leaping Lanny. Leaping Lanny. Pafo, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Leaping Lanny. Yeah, he Poet, uh, inducted poems. Him. Poor uh, with the po the poet laureate of the WWF. The genius at the time. Wasn't a popular gimmick with the fans. I hate it. No, that indeed. Well, even even though even though it came along with a giveaway at the end, he would yeah. recite the poem. Then it was on a frisbee, and he would throw it into the crowd. Right, <laughs> right. I think it was just his attitude. Now people in batted general. it down. Keep that crap away. I don't want that stupid <laughs> frisbee. Yeah, uh, see, more leaping than and less reading. I think is what the fans wanted. All right, Dave, you got a minus three coming up. You had a good one. With Jeff Schwartz, another one coming up later in the week, right? Ah, oh, it was splendid. We we resolved all matters on uh, the game of football <laughs> and the game of life with Schwartz. Flip flops can't be defended. He mm. attacked me senselessly about putting coleslaw on a sandwich, um, and then we figured out uh, the AFC East, the AFC North, and the NFC East. Make sure you check it out, and then we'll figure out some more stuff with Kevin Hench um, on Thursday. There you go. Lemon Pepper Parlay crew gets it together today. The uh, Betting Academy will be out there. Lots of stuff. Free picks at extrapoints.com. You'll get Harry's videos, Jen Piacenti's videos. She has daily uh, baseball fantasy and the against all odds crew. Oh, Dave, you're going to join us tomorrow. We're doing right. our race to 10 race to 10. It's usually race to 10 Tuesday. I figured out there's another day of the week with a T in it. So we could do race to 10 Thursday, even though it's the, th the sound, but we're doing race to 10 Thursday. That's a five 30 game Pacific time. All right. But you'll, you'll, you'll be done at five 34. You can go on with your night. You can put the kids to bed, whatever you want to do. Are you It'll mistaking me uh, with somebody who has anything better to do yeah. at this time? <laughs> I'm wide open. Going to be fun. And uh, that's my birthday gift to you. Whoever, you know, Harry decides. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you know tomorrow morning who we're taking the first to 10. Um, it would make sense that the Bucks would be. Let's see if there's even a line on that yet. On the race to 10, it would make sense that the Bucks would get out to the stronger start. I want Harry, if you're on social media, look at his posts uh, on, on, uh, on Wednesday here yeah. today because he is dressed like a literal Herbie. And you say race to 10. Um, he's oh. dressed like the Herbie car, the car? in the movies. <laughs> All right. And he, he resembles it in more ways than one. I think that we need to tie <laughs> that in to the race. Right. If that's, that, that's this Herbie's or Harry's gotcha. personal uh, personal race. Yeah, he hasn't raced anywhere in a, in a long, long time. But all right, check him out. Yes, that extra points pod. Disgrace. Uh, Twitter feed. The Bucks are minus 170 in the race to 10. So that's rough. That's a lot of, you know, we're talking about three, four, five baskets here, Shaq. The, the, as dominating as a team may be or seem on the regular line, you, you get lucky here with four baskets before the other team does. And, and that's that. Right. Sometimes not even baskets. Giannis can go to the line 10 times before the net score. All right. But we're going to leave it in Harry's hands. We're going to do that race to 10 Thursday tomorrow, 530. We're going to do it live on Twitter. A reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs>